0: Hi everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, The Art of Saying No. How many times have you agreed to help someone when you were already pushed too thin? How many times did you say yes to something when you knew that you would be overcommitting? How many times were you made to feel pressured to say yes when you really should have said no? If this all sounds too familiar, you're not alone. We've all been there and experienced these very scenarios. The key is to know when you need to draw the line. The line that gives you back your voice and your power. So let's learn to say no. Does the thought of saying no to people scare you? Does it make you feel like you're not a good enough person? Or does it hurt you to think that you might be letting someone down? There are so many reasons why we say yes to things when we really should be saying no. But why we say yes usually comes down to one key factor. We fear the other person will feel rejected and take it personally. So, out of fear of hurting another, we then take on more than we could or should commit to. You see, when we agree to do things that we really don't want to do or have the time to do... We pay a very high price. Our stress levels increase, our energy lowers, resentment starts to build, our self-esteem can start to plummet. Yet, on the other hand, when we say yes and we really mean it, we end up giving our full effort, energy, motivation and creativity. See the difference? It's so important to be able to say no so you feel empowered while still maintaining your relationships with others. Saying no helps you establish healthy boundaries and enables others to have clarity about what they can and cannot expect from you. Saying no to a friend, a co-worker, partner, child or even a client doesn't make you less of a good person. It doesn't mean you don't have a kind heart. It simply means self-care is a priority and you have boundaries which are in place and need to be respected. So I ask you this question. When was the last time you said no to someone or something without feeling guilty? For many of us, guilt kicks in when the fear of hurting the other person becomes greater than the benefits of saying no. But there are benefits of saying no. The first of those is that it allows us more time. More time to do things that are really important to us. You see... When we create time to do things which truly matter, we feel satisfied. And by saying no to one thing, means that we're actually saying yes to another. So each time you say no to something, you are simultaneously saying yes to something else. How? Well, each time you respectfully decline attending an event, or you're unable to help out when you normally would, It means that you just said yes to using your time for something that is truly important to you. And it doesn't need to be doing anything extravagant. This could simply mean benefiting from more sleep, going to the gym, an evening of chilling on the couch watching Netflix or even spending time with loved ones. And I want you to know that you deserve to put your own needs at the centre of your life because you are so worth it. And I understand that this can feel quite challenging, especially when your needs conflict with those of someone that you care deeply about. And that's why finding the right balance is important. It's not about saying no all the time. Rather, it's about saying no when you feel like you can't or don't want to say yes. Feel what's right rather than allowing your mouth to simply respond with a yes as though it's on autopilot. While prioritising your own needs over those of someone else might sound selfish to you at first, it is actually a profound act of self-care. Another benefit of saying no is that over time you begin to reclaim your voice and your power. The act of committing to your needs over the needs of others reminds you that you are the most important person in your life. Learning how to say no is an essential ingredient to self-care. And setting healthy boundaries will help you have the physical and emotional reserve to continue to care for others without losing yourself in the process. The saying goes, how can you pour from an empty cup? Well, the truth is you can't. You can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. And if you are someone who is accustomed to taking care of others, it might feel extra hard to even begin to imagine how to say no. You're used to thinking about other people and making sure that everyone's okay. I get it. And this is a wonderful gift you offer to the people in your life. However, to be able to continue to offer that loving care to them, you must make sure that your needs are met as well. Taking care of your own physical, emotional and mental needs then allows you to better take care of others too. So you see, it's a win-win. Saying no is also a sign of respect. If you say yes to someone when you really don't want to, that could lead to long-term resentment, which could then negatively impact the relationship. Releasing the fear of hurting the other person letting them down or having them take it personally, allows you to be honest and authentic. And this, this is how healthy relationships are cultivated. This indicates respect for yourself and respect for the other person. And you're also modeling the behavior and setting example for others in your life. You know, you might actually inspire others to start setting healthy boundaries too. And the more you practice saying no and setting boundaries, the more comfortable it will become. And if you're wondering how to do this, I'll share a few of my favourite techniques with you now. The first is to think about and practice how to say no in a low-stakes situation. So for example, something we've all encountered is perhaps feeling pressured to buy something in the store. Maybe we engaged in conversation with a salesperson or we found common ground. Maybe they complimented us on something and the next minute we feel obliged to buy from them. Why? So we don't offend them. You can tell that this is a scenario that I've experienced personally many times. So begin by practicing declining something a salesperson is selling to you next time. And with time, your comfort and confidence will grow and you'll be more likely to say no in a higher stake situation. For instance, when a loved one asks you to help them with something that you just don't feel you have the capacity to take on. Or a friend when they invite you somewhere that you really don't want to go. You can work your way up to saying things like, I'd really love to help you with that, however the time you've suggested doesn't suit me. I can give you a hand on this other day, if that'll help. Or even something like, thank you so much for the invitation. I've actually got a self-care day that day, so you'll have to tell me all about it. Remember, with every conversation, your delivery is key. It's not what you say, it's how you say it that really matters. And on a metaphysical level, there are so many benefits that come with finding your voice and your power. Speaking up and saying no can often be an empowering first step toward healing. No longer are words and emotions being held in, they're leaving your physical body, allowing for stagnant energy to be removed. I mean, how much lighter do you feel when you speak truthfully and wholeheartedly? Have you ever noticed that you might bite your tongue? Literally? (laughs) I find this usually happens to me when I'm pushing my words down or not expressing the whole truth. Another thing I tend to do is I bite my lip more toward the inside of my mouth and some people cough or clear their throat. These are intrinsic habits that can force down some of the words that actually want to be expressed. And when we stop these from happening, well, this can lead to all sorts of ailments like sore throats, thyroid issues, mouth ulcers, tooth problems, respiratory illnesses, so many more. Can you, can you hear then? I actually had to just keep swallowing. Um, it's probably my own thing as I'm, I'm even expressing this with you now. Um, but I know personally that when I came down with two bouts of viral laryngitis, it was simply because I had been holding on to so many things. I wasn't speaking up. I was agreeing to way too much and it took me two stints, two stints of viral laryngitis to make the connection. But eventually I got there and from that moment on I've consistently been conscious of saying no when I feel I need to. And sometimes it's not even about saying no, it's about expressing what you've been holding on to that no longer serves a higher purpose. Over the years, I've worked with so many clients to clear emotional and energetic blockages that sit in the throat chakra. And more often than not, two words come up above all others. Fear and guilt. So if you've been feeling guilty about something or there's a fear that something's bothering you and you just haven't felt free enough to express it, it can actually show up like a knot in your throat. Sometimes it can even take your breath away. And clearing out the throat can sometimes mean having some tough, honest conversations with people that you care for dearly. But don't be afraid. Don't let the fear take over. You are able to communicate with ease and grace. These old words don't need to sit in your throat and they don't need to make you sick, either physically or emotionally, any longer. It takes courage, but you can share something deep and personal that you've kept to yourself all this time. And if you don't yet feel ready to speak the words, you can begin with writing them down. Writing is an amazing healer and a great way for you to speak up and share in a totally safe environment. I often suggest to my clients that they begin a reflection journal where they can put pen to paper and write from their heart. You can even try automatic writing, which is a practice in which you just allow a stream of consciousness to flow out of your head. It's amazing the conversations you can have when you get them out of your head and heart and be true to what needs to be said. Sometimes you don't need to give the other person the words that you've written as it's simply the act of releasing them that promotes the healing. And if you've read my book, Elephant in the Womb, you know the profound healing journey I went on via the power of writing. For so long, I held on to emotions and experiences that were too difficult, too painful to articulate. Eventually, I decided that the best way to let it out was to put it down on paper. Each word I wrote, each experience I relived, allowed me to properly deal with our journey and subsequently heal. The act of writing my book became the most cathartic and healing experience I could ever have imagined. So it's important to remember, not all words need to be spoken to have power. But when you find your voice and reclaim your power, you'll find that you end up having to explain yourself to others less and less. You see, when you come from a place of truth, people tend to respect your position and your feelings. So when you're honest with your workload, honest with how you're feeling and honest with your actions, that tends to be enough. In fact, you may even have others offer to help you. (laughs) Talk about flipping the switch. So when it comes to the art of saying no, remember to keep these four factors in mind. Don't lie. Don't make excuses. Don't over-explain yourself. Just simply decline. That is enough. You are enough. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect with me online, my website is hhwc.com.au and you can find me on the socials as the Holistic Health and Wellness Centre.